Cold Weather Bats, what's up? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about Great Lakes Bat Company. As you guys know, the show is sponsored by Great Lakes Bat Company, and you can buy a hat on their website at greatlakesbatco.com. Upon that, you can do tons of other things too. You got a team, organization, whatever it is, they got you covered. Whether it's uniforms, custom bats, custom fitting for bats, custom fungos, custom wood bats, trainers, you name it, they got it. GreatLakesBatCo.com. Welcome into another brand new episode of Cold Weather Bats. Uh, my name is Brian Sikowski. I'm one half of your co-hosting duo. I'm here with Brandon Justice, as always. This week, we're joined by uh, Dan Griesbaum Jr. in his second uh, time on the show as a guest picker. Uh, this time, uh, we're running through the team draft like we did last year. Uh, we're going to each pick five teams with a wild card or two, um, award each other you know, points versus wins, et cetera, et cetera. Try and keep track of it throughout the course of the season. But at more or less, this exercise is to, hey, what teams are we excited about? What teams do we expect to have monster years? Um, we're gonna, we're just going to have a good time with it. But uh, before we jump into that, um, we didn't really do much housekeeping on the player draft uh, version of this. So wanted to do that a little bit. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at ColdWeatherBats. Uh, following us does nothing but help us. What helps us more is if you rate and review us on your podcast listening platform of choice, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Podbean, whatever it is, however you're listening to us. If you can leave us a five-star review and a comment, those comments do help a lot. The comments are kind of the the linchpin that gets things moving into uh, bigger audiences, putting our stuff on playlists, that sort of thing. So if it's commented on a bunch, that would be really helpful. We'd appreciate it. But uh, enough of me talking. Brandon, man, It's we're recording this on March 1st. Baseball season is this month in Michigan. How are we feeling? It feels like the same that it feels every year where we're like, oh, my God, it's already here. Uh, so you, you spend all those months in, in indoor. And if you're listening and you're not from Michigan, then you, you don't know the uh, punishment that is. Well, I guess the humbling experience that is uh, practicing indoor for four or five months. And uh, you're looking outside and you're walking outside. And you're like, OK, it's freezing cold. Uh, but we play baseball in about 16 to 18 days and we try out in about 13 of in 13 days so uh so probably a little bit more in the games but regardless you're looking outside and you're like oh we got a baseball it's like that's gonna happen soon because you're never really used to it because in michigan as you know end of march early april it kind of just happens like it just suddenly gets warmer and then you have those days where it's freezing cold again uh similar to our game our first game last year dan uh against edison where we were absolutely freezing and then you had middle of the year where it's 80 85 and then end of the year it's back to like 60 in a couple of days so yeah i think the weather uh it always makes it difficult here to get into the the zone of it but the uh the, the grind of your uh one on fours and and all of the things you're doing preseason wise you know seeing the guys in the weight room etc etc get definitely get you in the zone so uh yeah it's about that time it's crazy that a year has gone by since we last recorded this episode I don't think it was a year to the date, but either way, a year has gone by and uh, it's been an eventful year. So we're excited for another one. And 
this team draft should be good. I mean, we talked about it with the player draft when we were done with the player draft, which we did, you know, three teams and I think it was 15 players each. So you're talking 45 players going. We could still sit there and name off 10, 12. Next thing you know, like 15 guys that we could have drafted. I think we're going to be doing much of the same today with this draft where we're probably going to be looking at some teams that we didn't pick like, oh, yeah, that team definitely could have went. And that's just a a nod to the talent that is in this state uh, statewide, not just in southeast Michigan, but on the west side and in the middle and uh, even up north. So excited to get after it. Excited to uh, have another team draft here i think it's one of our best concepts and one of the most fun episodes that we have uh i guess you can start saying each year uh now that we're in our second one so with that being said dan how's everything been going for you outstanding thank you guys for having me again very happy to be back extremely excited about march 1st in baseball season i am coming to you live from jimmy john's field right now looking down on the playing field, which is uh, has a smattering of snow, but not too bad. And uh, Jimmy John's Field, of course, home of the USPBL, but more applicable to your audience, home of the Catholic League playoffs and also home to the Macomb versus Oakland All-Star Game, which were both outstanding events with really good players last year. It was fun. All right, so yeah, I we'll just we'll jump right into this. Um, the rules are as they were last year. Uh, which is going to lead me to a small little announcement. Um, the rules are as they are last year. You cannot pick a team that you coach. Uh, teams that Actually, teams that we coach are, are off the board entirely. So no Wyandotte because Brandon coaches there. No Gross Point South because Dan coaches there, uh, which leads me to the announcement that I no longer coach at St. Mary's. Um, that is something that... Uh, I've told Matt's known about for a little while. Um, just uh, I got promoted at work with Perfect Game. Uh, just a little bit more expectation for me this spring in in that sense in my day job. Um, and not to mention, I literally live in Ohio now, which is something that uh, <clears throat> you know made last year a little problematic as far as the the scheduling goes. But made it work. Just wasn't going to be able to do so this year. Um, absolutely broke my heart. Uh, I don't need to talk about or go in depth with how special uh, being a part of that team was to me, um, how much that meant to me, how long I'll cherish the memories of, of doing a, going to St. Mary's every day and being with that group of guys and learning from Matt Petrie and, and working with that staff and the amount of fun that I had. But anyways, going to obviously still be uh, in the Michigan high school baseball mix. You will see me at games throughout the spring. Um We'll be obviously at the big matchups, do the best that I can. We're going to cover it uh, as we do from cold weather bats. That's not changing. I just simply, uh, when I go to St. Mary's games, will be on the other side of the fence and not in the dugout anymore. So uh, with that being said, I already carried on too long about it. I didn't want to make it a whole thing. Um, But yeah, order of the draft is going to be me. Uh, Dan and then Brandon with Brandon coming back uh, on the serpentine format of the drafts that we do. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly how we awarded points last year because da 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 da. Look behind the curtain, we didn't actually follow up with that, so we don't know who won. Um, I had a couple I of. I don't know, Zach. Zach, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the title from last year, Zach. I feel like I feel like you picked I feel like you picked a few good teams. I know you had. You had Mooney, right? I mean, I think yeah, had- I had a couple of state finalists, but no champion. Um, and but I think I was the only one with two finalists, maybe. But yeah, either way, yeah, 
I think Wright made the semifinal. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fine. I'm fine. Totally fine with just giving myself that victory without looking into if I actually won or not. Absolutely. Right. Um, but, but yeah, so the points are, you know, I, if we have to get down to it where we, we figure out the points, we'll figure out the points. I, I think it was something like you get a point per win, uh, two points per postseason win, three points for quarterfinal and beyond win and five points for a state championship, something like that. Um, either way, going to be a fun time like we just do this to see who we're excited about more than we do to see who's actually right at the end of it uh but yeah i mean you guys did i miss anything no i don't think so are we do, are, no. are we doing uh is it five, five rounds plus a bonus round with double points is that the way we're, we're rolling yeah i'm good with that yep that sounds good to me yeah and the okay. the point system as, as you described it and as we went about it last year was what we were trying to keep at the front of our minds was that the postseason was really what mattered most we weren't exactly picking teams that were gonna indefinitely win their league but teams that we thought were gonna make deep runs in the playoffs um like similar to when and i mean i don't mean to say this in like a a bad way i just mean like when we picked brother rice like we still thought saint mary's was gonna win the catholic league um but we thought rice was gonna make that run right so yeah just want to point that out before we get into it and start picking teams here um but with that being said I think we're all good, right? Is the green light on? Green light's on. Green light's on. All right, well, without further ado, with the first pick of the team draft, go ahead. Um, yeah, I'll take St. Mary's now that they're eligible to be taken. It's the only uh, reason you're not coaching anticlimactic. <laughs> this is why I left, yeah. It had nothing to do with living in a different state or wanting to spend more time with my girlfriend or being on the road more for work. It was so that I could take St. Mary's in this draft. Um but anyways, yeah. I, Should we even do we do we even bother? Do we even bother asking you why, or is that just too dumb of a question? I mean, I think that you know, it's it's a pretty good club. Um, had a good year last year. Uh, lose a guy like Alex Mooney, which is tough. Uh, you lose a, a fair bit of your uh, experience on the mound. Um, Essig, Allman, and Kieser are, were all huge pieces last year on the mound that moved on. But, uh, you know, I, I, you go one through nine, D1 commits with, uh, with some firepower on the bench and obviously Brock Porter once a week. And uh, there's some guys who have stepped up behind him that, uh, you know, Kieran Cawhee was a guy who pitched a fair bit last year. He's taken a step forward. I expect him to be in that mix. Brandon Skrupski's back. He pitched a lot last year. A sophomore named Aiden Donovan, who's now kind of all of a sudden a 6'4 kid throwing 90. Uh, you have the the – Juniors, Kafoulis and Henderson, who are both D1 commits, who still have a lot to prove on the mound, but have the ability to do that. I just, you know, I, I'm optimistic about the club. Again, I, I, they move up to D1, um, but I don't think that'll necessarily be much of a difference because because Matt has played primarily a D1 schedule anyways uh, since then. So, you know, that St. Mary's, that's my pick. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are we supposed to argue with you or something? <laughs> no, you know. Open thoughts, you know, it, m- minutia, etc. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, the only the only thing I would add to that is just I, I wish I could hate St. Mary's because of how good they are, but I really can. I just love the Petries so much. You know, yeah. I really do. I really like those guys. They're uh, they're great guys. Uh, Matt, you know, Matt does a terrific job, obviously, and he's a good he's a he's a great guy. Uh, Peaches, he uh, 
Dan Petrie, as a you know, for four, as former major leaguers go, I just don't know if they make him any nicer than Dan Petrie. Amen to that. Amen to that. During yeah. my during my time in the Tigers front office, part part of my gig was dealing with some of the alumni, and you know, there's obviously a lot of a lot of great guys, but he is absolutely at the top of that list. I mean, just generous with his time and. He's got every right to big league people, but when you're talking to him, you almost feel like you're big leaguing him somehow. Yep. So he like goes out of he, he goes out of his way to ask you if everything's okay, ask you if you're happy with what he's doing. All, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. It's just a, a real genuine guy, and it's it's hard to not pull for them. You know, you look at him like the you know the Hulk Hogan of the '80s or something. You know, like everyone <laughs> knows they're going to win. It, it's hard. It's hard to not. It's hard to not pull for them still because they're they're good guys. Yeah, I can echo that too. Um, you know, and, and like try being 23, 24 and you're coaching for the first time. And like, you, you see Matt Petrie on the field and like, you're looking, it feels like you're looking at Goliath, but then he talks to you and he's like the most normal person you've ever talked to and is as in, like Dan said, as inviting and as helpful as, as can be. So yeah, I can echo those statements, uh, most definitely. And I think uh, we can all agree that if any of us had the first pick that we would have pick the same team if we were picking with our right minds if we were just trying to have a little fun and, and maybe pull uh pull like a lions with the first pick type of deal maybe but um i doubt that we would have done that <laughs> yeah i think um you know i think i'm also happy to have the second pick so if you guys yeah. I mean, I think, you know there's there's five there's five six seven teams that it's hard to go wrong with and i you know i think with the with the second pick i'm very happy with my choice also uh going with another catholic league team this one is moving up to the top division of the Catholic League for the first time, and I think their talent is as good as just about anybody. They have a Hall of Fame coach. They win 30-plus games every year, and I think of all the teams, I think they're the one that I would bet on to win their state championship, maybe even ahead of St. Mary's, and that is Gross Point University Liggett. I think uh, I think Division Three is theirs until otherwise until somebody proves otherwise and it's tough and there's no sure things in baseball i mean anyone can have a, a tough day or strange things happen in, in a single elimination kind of format but if you had to put all your eggs in the basket of somebody winning the state championship i just don't think you can pick a team besides liggett i just think that uh you know someone is going to have to play incredibly well and get lucky to beat them in the division three tournament i don't know if there's any disagreement from you guys but I, I feel very happy going with Liggett. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that, like, I, I mean, I said this on on here. I've tweeted it. Like, Liggett, D3 is Liggett's. Like, I, you can't you can't pick somebody else until they've proven that they're not going to win. You know what I mean? So, like, with that being said, I think we will bring up some other D3 schools on this list that we expect to have giant years and some, you know, pick some along the way. But, like, I'm with you, man. Like, for as good as there are some good, you know, like there's some good ass teams in D three. Like I, you know, I, I I'm with you. Like I, that's David versus Goliath. I mean, you're looking, you're, you're looking at how, how many. I mean, how many Power Five kind of guys do they have on that? Yep. You know, D three roster. I mean, just off the top of my head, Jaron Purify, uh, Kurt Barr, Oliver Service, uh, Jack Jones, uh, Reggie Sharp. Um, I yep. think the younger bar kid would the, the younger bar kid will probably be a power five. Um, you know, and I'm starting to get nervous. Like I might miss somebody, but I mean, Ryan Jones, obviously very talented as well. I don't believe he's yep. committed yet. Uh, the, the kid, uh, the third baseman, um, uh, I, why am I drawing green? 
Matt Green. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he he could play Ivy League or something of that nature for sure. I don't know what his plan is, but I mean, it's just on and on and on. It's, how do you have a roster like that and not pick them to win Division Three? Plus, and plus, they have this reputation for for not gagging. You know, they all they right. always make the play. They always make the plays. They they're never an easy out ever. Uh, you know, Hall of Fame coach who's always right there at the end. It's just I, I feel very good with my my second pick. Not to mention they add Blake Illich to the mix this year too. Yeah, <laughs> I know I'm going to forget somebody. You've got the number one, the number one pitching prospect in in the class of 25, correct? Number yeah. one prospect yeah. overall. Yeah, right. Another yeah. power, another power five for sure. You know, maybe even SEC or something of that nature by the by the time he's done. So it's uh, that's an awful lot of talent. Yeah, that team, uh, that team is something else, and and we talk a lot about. St. Mary's as a state just being, you know, just how well they represented Michigan last year and over the past few years and how they will this year and probably going forward. But look, it can be put in that category, too. Uh, you, you name off all those players and they're just uberly talented. And, um, you know, St. Mary's handled them last year when they played, but they they pushed, you know, there was there was some fight out of them that I didn't expect in the middle innings uh, and a young team last year too, a really young team last year and pretty much. I think the bulk, if not all of their production comes back. So, um, and they, they did what they did last year. Yep. Uh, so yeah, they're going to be real good. So I am, uh, I got back to back picks here in the Indeed. serpentine style draft and I, I'm not going to buy too much into the order of how I'm picking these. I'm going to, you know, we got, we had Brian pick who he thought was going to win D one and then Dan picking uh, the D3 winner. So I'll go with who I think is going to win D2, and I'm going to stay downriver here, and I'm going to go with New Boston Huron. And yeah. the reason that I – I mean, I'm all in on Huron this year, uh, and I'm pretty sure we got to play them. I, I'm almost, actually yeah, – I think I'm 100% positive that they're on the schedule. So uh, – and I'm excited. It's, it's a weekend game, so we probably won't see uh, either of those two arms. But uh, regardless, like that, I'm all in on Huron this year. They're a superb team, uh, especially with their rotation – at the top, we we know this. We've seen this so many years in a row, right? Any team, like the Trenton run that they had when they had Ottenbright and Richie, uh, the Woodhaven runs with Schakowsky and Chapaniak, you just need a one-two punch. That's really all. Like the, it's not all you need, but it's it's a fantastic centerpiece foundation, and uh, it's something that not only like inflicts fear in the other team, but it's really hard to hit elite pitching at the high school level. You just don't see it too often. That's why. Uh, Otten Bright did what he did last year uh, for Trenton. He just ran through the Downriver League each and every way. It was funny last year when Trenton and Woodhaven played. Canterbury was on the mound for Wyandotte, and Otten Bright was on the mound for Trenton, and it was zero zero in like the tenth inning or something like that. So yep. like that's that that's what you see uh, out of these dominant pitchers. So I'm going to go with Huron now. Luke Cole and uh, Gavin Muzzy two guys at the top of the rotation who are in the high eights uh sitting and i think brian you said you saw cole up to like 92 93 a couple of weeks ago uh yep. at your at your showcase so i mean I, i'm i'm buying in on here on and brian and i this is not a surprise when i i think when i said what i was going with brian was like yeah that makes sense because we've been talking about here on this whole off season as a team because well i mean a you we want to see teams from this area win big just being from here and everything and having having not seen it in as long as we haven't seen it so uh it's easy to root for them outside of of course the alum gr uh so it'll be good i think huron's gonna have a great year and uh i like that pick so with my my back-to-back here i'm gonna go with brother rice and it's hard to not pick brother rice uh bob Riker has been doing this for as long as he's been doing it he's got a 
an extremely talented group. I don't know. Brian's going to have more history on this than I will. And, and Dan as well. Um, but I think this is probably the, one of the more talented teams they've had still young, still not senior laden or anything, but it's one of the more talented, pure talented teams that they've had in, in a long time, I would say. Um, and you know, Alfredo Velasquez is going to be at the top of their rotation. And, and he came in last summer throwing high eights from the left side and got in the low nine. So there's your guy, there's your, your go-to arm on the mound. Uh, there's probably a dozen other arms that are in there that I can't really think of. <laughs> I remember watching them against St. Mary's. They had the submarine guy come in who I liked a lot and, and really fooled some hitters at times. Obviously got caught up to in a game like that. Um, but, you know, Braden Dowd, who was picked in our player draft, is a kid that comes back for them that's really good. Uh, you know, Alex Cheeseman was impressive. They've they've got a lot of guys in that team. And it, they're, like I said, it's similar to Liggett in that they return so much of their production that it's really hard to not imagine that team growing, especially given the leader that they have in Coach Riker, who's been doing it for as long as he's been doing it. So uh, those will be my first two picks. I'll go with Huron on the, in the first round, and I'll, I'll start second round off with uh, Brother Rice. Yeah, I think, Rice, they're going to have to replace some innings. You know, like you lose Wilshensky and you lose John Locker also. And, uh, you know, both those guys had their ups and downs. But, like, at points last year, Locker was as dominant as anybody in the state. And, and Wilshensky was always good no matter when he was out there. So, like, as you said, Fredo kind of taking a stride forward on the mound is going to help. And they get Jake Coulter back to CMU commit. Um, along with some others, but I think they'll be offensive. I think they'll be athletic. I think they have a really good 2023 class there specifically. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just, I'm with you. I think Rice will be really good, per usual. They got to do better than 0 6 against St. Mary's this year, though. It's almost impossible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. when, you play, when you play a team as good as Rice, I don't care if you're. I don't care if you're the uh, Atlanta Braves. I mean, if you play a team as good as Rice, you don't want to have to beat them six times in a row. Right. Holy cow. Um, I mean, imagine, I don't know how the state tournament's going to lay out, especially because St. Mary's is moving up now. We don't know exactly where that fits in with the regional pairings and all that, but imagine when St. Mary's eventually plays Rice in that yep. one tournament. That'll be that'll be one for the ages. <sighs> That'd be really fun. So is it back to me? Yes, sir. All right, back to me. It's tough to know who to go with next. I definitely respect uh, Brandon's strategy there, going with who he thought is going to win Division Two. although that is... I think that's a tough choice. Division two feels the most wide open probably with, um, you know, the champion. Most definitely. That division. And uh, obviously you can't go wrong with Rice. That's a definite final four type team in division one for sure. Um, I'm going to go with who I think is going to win division four. And I don't, I don't know that that's an easy choice necessarily, but um, I like Cardinal Mooney. They were in the final. They return an awful lot of their talent. I, I believe they, they lose the top of the rotation guy. That was Gill graduated, I believe. Um, but uh, outside of that, they return most of their talent. They're very athletic and very deep for a, uh, a Division Four team. Have a good coach and Mike Rice. I think they're going to get a lot of regular season wins playing in the lower division of the Catholic League. Not that that's any kind of a pushover league or anything like that but i think they'll get a lot of wins there and i just think they're going to be a hungry group after losing in the final and i i like their i like their chances i'll go with mooney with my second pick i think that's you were gonna you picked my pocket like that was gonna be my first pick there too i, I just i'm with you man like really good team they bring a lot back 
really good coach. Like, I think they'll win a ton of games. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, that was going to be mine too. <laughs> I was at the top of my list. So, yeah, I think uh, I think you made a good call and you make a good point. Yeah, Mike Rice has really changed things there and done a lot of good things for Mooney. And it seems like they've got a, a, a group that is better this year than last year, which seems to be a little bit of a theme with some of these picks. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, I vouch, I vouch that pick. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you look at at uh, both Liggett and Mooney, the Division Three and Division Four champions, I think unquestionably both of those teams are better this year. I mean, Liggett only lost one starter, their, their first baseman, uh, Leonard, and out, outside of that, they returned their entire lineup, which was mostly, you know, sophomores, and, uh, you know, Mooney the same way. I mean, they they lose a, a top-of-the-rotation guy, which is, of course, a big deal, but when everybody else is a year older and more mature and have that whole experience of going all the way through the state tournament, I mean, you got to like those. You got to like those chances. All right, we're gonna roll back to me here on the 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 corner where I'm gonna go back to back, and much like last year, fine, I'll take Grand Blank. Uh, you guys are just gonna give them to me I, now. Obviously, we're we're talking about the defending Division One state champions. A uh, little bit tougher path this year with St. Mary's up in D1. We talked David Lally on the show not all that long ago. Just talked about how. Uh, that does nothing but make the guys more competitive, more focused. Um, having that uh, that St. Mary's enter the mix and for you know for all the marbles, so to speak, in D one. But um, I think they're going to win a lot of games. Pre, like I said, I, they, like we talked about with a bunch of these other teams, they bring a lot back. David Lally at the top of the rotation, uh, good lineup one through nine. There's pitching depth there. They've won together. They've played together. Uh, they work together. It's a really, really good athletic institution there at Grand Blank. Football and basketball are both very good. Just uh, kind of, you know, winning breeds winning is kind of my philosophy. So I, I'd imagine that Grand Blank is going to have a very, very good year. Um, and then I'm going to dip my toes into D2 as well. And I am going to go with Grand Rapids Christian. I'm um, going to add them to the old roster here. Give the West Side a little bit of love. Uh, saw Kyle Remington just the other day, in fact, at a showcase. Speaking of Grand Rapids Christian, um, obviously a really good player, as Brandon has told you over the last year. I now can agree, having seen him in person. Um, but yeah, I just I think they'll be good, as we've talked about. Obviously, I think they're good. That's why I'm going to pick them. Now, with D2 being open, you have New Boston here on with the two arms at the top. Grand, Ra- Grand Rapids Christian might be a little more deep in terms of the positional players, the one through nine. Just uh, either way, I think they'll win a lot of games, and I am comfortable with my selection there. As yeah, Ruby. Grand, uh, I mean, Grand Blank uh, certainly has a, a great chance to make another run. They've got their stud back on the mound. You just never know. You know, you face. Uh, a team like St. Mary's has to face Lally or something in the you know the, in the semifinal or something of that nature. You just don't know. They could could knock them off. And D1, it's just so hard to win D1. There's so many good deep teams, and that's why there's only been one back-to-back division champion in in D1 ever, and that was uh, Bay City Western. And that one hurts mm-hmm. hurts me a little bit because they, they beat us in the final to uh, accomplish that feat. But it's awfully hard to to make two runs in a row, but I, I think Grand Blank's got a shot at that for sure. Yeah, and you mentioned Remington, and we talk about aces. He's a guy that's going to be an ace for more reason than just his uh, his skill set and, and all of that. I mean, he's he's a gamer. He's a competitor. He's a leader. He's 
guys who guys rally around that kid. Like I've seen it and they're going to see it at Grand Rapids Christian again this year. I think they've seen it. Uh, they saw it last year in his first season as a sophomore. He comes back as a junior and based on what you saw from him, it's even better. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what he does for them. And then that team in general, I think you make a good point. They are deeper positionally probably than here on at this point uh, on paper, at least they lose uh, Lee Jack, the catcher who was really good for them. But outside of that, I mean, they're returning the bulk of what they had. And it's the number one thing is they're returning the guy who's going to be their ace. No doubt about that. And like, anytime we talk about it, anytime you can bring back the ace, man, like what a good, like what a nice thing that is to have continuity and in the dude you're going to send out to win the biggest games. Um, and the schools that we've talked about on this list, more or less have that guy or a couple of them. Um, so definitely what you want to see. And we are back to junior now back in the middle, Dan, who is your third pick? Here's where I think we're going to start getting interesting. Definitely. There's plenty of good teams left, but I think this is just where you, you look at your list and, and you're looking at three or four teams that you like and you just don't know who you want to go with. Um, I'm going to play a hunch with this one. I I don't love the pick only because I know that they have to play Liggett early in the state, and I don't like that part of it. But I just like this team's talent, and I know they're going to win a lot of games during the regular season. If anyone's going to knock off Liggett, it, it could be this team just because of the athleticism and the bats, and you know they could they could just catch them on a tough day or something. You just don't know. And I'll take my chances with Detroit Edison with my third pick. Um, you know, just athletically really strong. They they run the bases for for days. They can hit the ball all over the yard. I mean, when I saw them on a few different occasions last year, but just. You know, Caleb Sanders and Greg Price and some of these guys are just incredibly athletic. I really like Marwin Matthews, who's a, only a sophomore now. He was part of that group in, uh, in Gross Points that went to the Little League World Series a few years back, and he's over at, uh, at Edison. He contributed as a freshman last year. Uh, I really like him. And, you know, Coach Mark Brown does a nice job. They're developing a little bit of a rival, rivalry with Liggett, uh, which should be fun. And I'll take my chances with them and and getting a bunch of wins. Look, I I know that uh, I know that Edison's playoff game against Liggett didn't go as planned, and that was a little bit more lopsided than we thought it was going to be. But the MHSBCA ranking Edison at fifth in that division seems a little it confused me a lot. That was probably that's probably the one of the weirder rankings um, because I'm with you on Edison. I mean, I think they're Buchanan's a good team. I think Blissfield's always going to have a good team. But to have Edison behind them at this point with the talent they have and the talent they bring back, we keep talking about returning production, and that's such a big deal. Um, so it's hard to it's hard to not buy into Edison. So I like that pick a lot. I think that, that brings it to me for back-to-back, correct? It does, indeed. Yep. Wonderful. I'm starting to understand how this whole draft thing works. Look pick at you. Pick. Thank you. All right. Just in time for us to be done drafting. <laughs> All right, so that means I am going to take a little bit of a wild card. I'm going to get off. I'm going to get off the books here for a minute uh, of looking at the rankings and seeing who's up top and who's not. I'm going to start off with. Uh, want to make sure you didn't pick them yet. All right, so I'm going to go with Grand Ledge because I think 
that they're going to rack up a lot of wins, and I think they're going to make it deep into their region. And I think that we're looking for teams that are going to make deep in the playoffs. And they had a fantastic year last year, which was, which was built off a good year the year before that. And they seem to be very consistent. And based on what we've been told, they seem to return a lot as well. Uh, second year head coach there. So yeah, I like Grand Ledge. I don't think they're going to win the Division One state championship. Uh, I also don't think Brother Rice is, and I picked them too. So I, I'm going to. I'm going to stack up the, the D1 teams, I guess, that I think are going to make the regional final, final or quarterfinal, final four type of deal. Um, so, yeah, I will go with Grand Blank. And then for my second choice, I am probably not doing myself a favor by sticking in D1, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go with Girls Point North. I think that they have a new head coach that's going to make that team better. And I think that they've always had a roster that's meant to win 20 25 games even more and i think that with with all those things i mean you bring back drew hill who hit 11 home runs you bring back brennan hill who's probably going to be even better than he was it has to be even better than he was here before as a sophomore uh jordan arsenal comes back jake tedesco comes back uh you have a healthy catcher now which was anyone that got to watch north last year when they lost Babcock, Luke Babcock, the catcher for them, it was evident that, you know, he was being missed. So they get him back. Uh, there's a lot of pieces that are coming together for North. I think, I think getting the, I think the right coach is there. And I think that's a big deal. And so with all that being said, I, I'm going to pick North with my, uh, my back end pick there. I was going to save the gross pointian. How do you say that? Dan is a gross pointian. No, gross pointer, gross pointer. That you know, gross pointian sounds fancier. Um, anyways, gro- <laughs> gross pointer. How did I not know it was gross pointer? What a stupid thing to think. You thought so that hard it was about gross pointian. <laughs> what a dumb, dumb thing. Anyways, yeah, I just I'll save you the trouble of. I think that uh, um, the change that they made will be nothing but a positive, and that's all I'll say. Um, but you know, I just. <laughs> What a team. We've talked about it now. We don't have to go into it again, but like that team should be really good. You know, like that team should be really good. And I think they will be. And they, and they were, you know, I think they had, um, maybe you guys covered this in the player episode already, but they, they, they've only lost. I, I say only, only is a ridiculous word to use here, but they, they lost Nick good from the pitching staff, which yep. is, a, is a huge loss. I mean, he, he was, as good as he was, and as much as the three of us all talked about him, he was probably still underrated. I yep, mean, 100%. 100%. Looked like it, I mean, it was good. his two-seamer, it's like it was going to run into the into the first base dugout half the time. I mean, it was un, unbelievable. But that being said, just so much pitching. Uh, I mean, Will Flom, not even mentioned, another guy who's committed to, to college. Um just so deep with the pitching and, and last year they did win, you know, a lot of games and they, and they made a run to, uh, to the final eight against, um, against grand blank, which is, you know, there's no shame in losing that game, obviously. Um, but you know, I think they, they seem to, um, you know, lack the, the steadiness to win 30 games, which I, I picked them in this draft last year. And I said, I was positive that they were going to win 30 games and, they definitely fell short of that. They did not have the regular season that any of us expected, but I could certainly see them having that this year. I mean, the, I think the Hill, the Hill brothers, again, we talk about the Hill brothers all the time. They're still not getting enough attention for me. I mean, mm-hmm. Drew Hill, Drew Hill, the pop in Drew Hill's bat, and he's a much better pitcher than people even talk about. 
And yeah, how are you going to find anyone more talented than Brennan Hill? You know, as yep. far as left loose loose lefties, I mean, he's a dream a dream left handed pitcher. So couldn't agree more. Uh, it's a great pick, Dan. You're up. Oh, that's right. It's back to me. I like I kind of like being in the middle. I don't have to sit yeah. around too long. No, that's nice for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, this is a, this might seem like a weird pick, but it's um, you know, I feel like. I feel like D2 is kind of open, you know, like I said, and I think this, uh, this team, if you look at, at a typical, a typical D2 bracket and you take out St. Mary's from, from that typical D2 bracket, I just, I just see this team having a real shot this year. Athletic, they have some guys that are committed to smaller schools mostly, but, um, you know, I just I just see him making a longer run this year, and I'll I'll go with Lutheran North. Hell yeah! I believe you guys did did uh, you guys at St. Mary's did you beat them in like the the round of eight like the yeah it was it was one of the games that was uh yeah like Novi High School wherever we were uh, Northville I, Novi I forget which one it was but yes we played Notre Dame Prep the same day yeah I think they have most of their horses back and, and St. Mary's isn't going to be in that spot so I you know I certainly see them as a Final Four team in Division Two and yeah. I just think they're they're going to be right there, and I've, I haven't spent a whole lot of time thinking about Lutheran North in my in my life necessarily, but I just see them as a as a D two team with some talent this year that's got a got a shot to win it. Yeah, no doubt, it's a good team. Like it, that ended up being a pretty good game if I remember right. So you know, yeah. Um, okay, we're going to go back to me. I'm going to with my fourth and fifth selections. I'm going to start with I haven't taken a D three team yet. And I think that we have missed um, Buchanan. I know Brandon brought them up earlier <laughs> I was just a little bit. Thinking about how you were going to pick Buchanan, <laughs> but like I'm going to take Buchanan. I, I haven't taken a D3 team yet. I think they are, along with maybe one, two, three others. Uh, you know, one of the only teams that could maybe challenge Liggett. Uh, I don't think they'd have to necessarily see Liggett until later in the season. I believe they lost to them in the playoffs last year, but it wasn't until later. Um, so we're kind of counting on a run there. Feels like a 30-win team. I don't know if they'll be challenged a bunch uh, you know, in their league necessarily. They do play some good teams. I, I know they'll play Stevensville Lakeshore, I think. And But either way, I, expecting good things from that team. That's another team that uh, was young last year. A lot of sophomores who are now juniors. A lot of juniors who are now fresh or seniors, rather. Um, just like the upside there in general. And then... With my fifth pick, I actually haven't, like, I really don't know what I want to do here. Um, I think that I could double dip in D2. I think I could double dip in D4. Uh, some of the problem in D4 is that a lot of those schools, the smaller schools, are north just because of population. Like, they're inherently going to be north, and they play less games than do the teams necessarily down in the state. So you, it's hard to get a 30-win team in D4 necessarily because sometimes you don't even get to 25 games or whatever played. So I that's why I'm kind of limiting myself on maybe not picking D4 yet. We'll obviously pick state champions in a later episode. But all right, for all of those reasons that I listed, um, I'm going to go with Portage Northern. We're going to go with Portage Northern. I'm going to take another West Side school, another D1 team. Um, hard, you know, I had a had an up and down year last year, finished really strong, had a young team. Um, the next 
you know, Portage, Michigan star uh, is there and Ty Tomlinson. He's kind of a budding. He recently committed to Michigan, but like a budding star as an infielder. Um, he actually was one of the few guys who barreled up both Brock Porter and Tommy Allman last year as a freshman. Um, just, you know, I really good coach. They want to state championship as recently as 2019. It's, it's a good club that he's bringing back and, and have developed. I just, I'm optimistic there. We'll go with Portage Northern. And they're always right there. I mean, if it wasn't, uh, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Portage Central last year, they might've, you know, they yeah. might've made even more noise. Yep. Yeah. And they, uh, I think Tomlinson's right, the, Tomlinson's a, a guy that's going to make some noise out there. Like you said, for, for the couple of years here. So anytime you can go, I think, I mean, gosh, we keep, there's a kind of a theme here, right? It's returning production. It's uh long-term coaching staffs who, who are, you know, have been there before quote unquote. So yeah, I don't I think yep. it's a good pick. Absolutely. Also, I feel like we're having a easier time with this exercise than we did last year, just because we actually played the 2021 season. <laughs> yeah, right. It's actually a sample. Year, we, we, yeah. We're flying, flying blind last year, you know, just missing an entire season the way we did. But uh, yeah, you know, it's hard to go wrong with, Portage Northern. We had a fun, uh, Brandon, you'll remember, we had a fun game with them in the uh, oh, yeah. final of the Grosse Point South Invitational where it was the uh, the last, it was actually the last two Division One state champions facing each other. Yeah. Grosse South and Portage Northern. That was a, a fun day and a good veteran coach and uh, they're going to win a lot of games, I'm sure. So this is my fifth pick, right? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable about this because I feel like this is, um, you know, a team that you guys would probably know more about than me, but, um, you know, it would sort of be like, uh, like sack picking gross point North or Liggett or, you know, something like that. I, I just feel like this is more your, your wheelhouse than mine, but I just like this school as a small school. And I think they can rack up some wins and make a long run in the state tournament. And I believe they're dropping down to, to Division Four, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and tell me if I'm wrong about that. But uh, Riverview, Gabriel Richard. Ah, uh, you prick! That was, <laughs> was going to be my my sneaky wild card oh, pick. My God, they are so dropping funny. down to D four. That's a great yes. drop. You guys got you guys got a bottle. You guys got a bottle that drop. Ah, <laughs> uh, man! I thought I was going to sneak them with the last pick of the draft break the news that they were going D4 after they actually won some games in the playoffs last year. Like, yeah, they didn't have a good regular season. And then like, I think they had like a five game winning streak in the playoffs or something like that. They actually made it pretty, pretty decently far and then lost to Liggett or whatever it was. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you being mad at me makes me feel like I made a good pick there. Yeah. <laughs> My esteemed alma mater, no less. Uh, which part, which which division of their league are they in? Who do they go head to head with in the league? Um, I think they're in that shrine. Um, geez, who else is down there? A Divine Child, I think, is down there now, right? It's not the lowest one. Yeah, I think it's the middle one. Yeah. So they're they're not with they're not with Mooney. They play. They end up playing. They they might end up play the, playing them or whatever in the final because of the crossover there or whatever, like Liggett did last year. But yeah, no, I I, I believe they're in the uh, what Liggett was in last year. Yeah, yeah. So they've got a chance to maybe win that too if yep. they have a good year. Liggett, yep. Liggett no longer being there. 
that's no doubt. Me. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. That was my pick. I, I'm just upset at you for taking it. That's all. Um, all right. This this is tough. We're at that. We're at that point. I mean, I got to. I got to close out my team here. Um, all right. God, there's so many options. You're going back to back here too because we have uh, wet wild card. Yep, that's going to be something. Um, all right. Okay, uh, my first pick is going to be Richmond. Uh, I feel good about that pick. They Hitzelberger's a good arm for them. Davenport's a good bat for them. They've got good guys surrounding or surrounding that team. I think they've got at least five good hitters that are going to um, be sure production for them and then you wrap up the last few thereafter with whatever you can come up with which is kind of a theme for a lot of teams nowadays so uh i, I like richmond i think uh, davenport's gonna be good on the mound for them too if uh, i'm assuming he's going to pitch this year he was good for us in the summer and improved a lot from the year before shout out tyler hill uh so yeah i think i think richmond's a good pick there i like that one in d2 um for my last pick I would be remiss if I did not pick a team from the league. I feel like it's it's uh, something I have to do. And I want to make it clear that if I could pick the Bears, I would. I, I do believe uh, we're going to do some things this year uh, strongly. But it is hard to look at a board of this many teams and not pick Woodhaven because they've been good for a while and they don't have so kyle harris is good he's a good pitcher i don't think he's as good as the chapaniacs were or as good as the as colin Schakowsky was uh, but he might be and you know if he's if he's gonna do it it would not be shocking because woodhaven always rolls out a real good power arm at the top so uh yeah i like i like woodhaven this year they're deep they've got a lot of guys on that team that can hit i think they're gonna be for the first time uh i think they've always really been able to they've had good hitters along the way don't get me wrong avery carnicom was a fantastic hitter for them uh there's been plenty of other hitters for them that have been good uh like for example like the kid at wayne state whose name escapes me right now. Uh, but they've had a lot of Kyle Ray. There we go. I don't know why I couldn't think of Kyle Ray, but uh, they've had a lot of good hitters along the way. But I think this year they're going to be more offensive than than it is just arms. Like they're going to win some games like eight to seven in the league and 10, 10 to eight or whatever. And so, yeah, I like Woodhaven. I think they're going to win a lot of games. I think that they'll um, make a little bit of a run. I hate picking another D1 team, but I would be, it's hard because the teams that I know in D3 and D4, you guys have picked like uh, I love Buchanan this year. I like obviously everyone likes to look at this year. I love Edison this year. I love Mooney this year. Um, other than that, I don't know a lot about it. You know, I was close to picking Blissfield just because Blissfield's always good. Right. And he, again, but it's their first first year head coach. Right. New, new head coach after all those years without having one. So it's like hard to want to buy into that either. So those are going to be my last two picks. Uh, Woodhaven and Richmond. <laughs> Seems fair to me. Glad we got a little more downriver love on the board. Was that? I'm losing track. Was is Woodhaven then your your bonus round pick? Was that number six? Or yep. Yes, five? Woodhaven is my wild card. Okay. All right. Yeah, and that wild card's the the times two. So my thought with that pick is that I think Woodhaven's going to win a lot of games in the league. Um, hopefully, besides two. So I'm going to take those points and run with them. <laughs> if I if I had to uh, if I had to draft and follow with the teams. I would uh, consider Woodhaven because I think a lot of those Taylor North, North boys are probably going to navigate to Woodhaven eventually. The yes, yes, they are. <laughs> Can't confirm, so considering they all have a good good core. Yeah, good core there for a while. Considering seventy five percent of that team went, goes to Woodhaven, yes, I would I would imagine that they're gonna they're going to be Warriors. <laughs> all right, um, you know, there's two different ways I was thinking about going here. Obviously, you know, along the lines of what Brandon said, I'm certainly thinking about my own 
my own league, uh, which is the Mac Red. Of course, I I like Rose Point South, obviously, but they're not eligible. I think we have some, you know, some good young talent there. Wells Graham and Chase Maisie and, you know, Alex Tiggis and several others, but that's, you know, kind of moot at this point. Uh, but there's other good teams in there too. Utica Ford coming up to the red and, um, you know, they were a, a final eight team last year, I believe. Uh, obviously Dakota's kind of been the, the class of that conference for some degree, to some degree for the last few years. And Stevenson is never down for very long. And I just, as a group, I'm just seeing them beating up each other a lot this year. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the champion is barely over 500. So I'm going to stay away from the Mac Red ultimately, uh, which is not something I like doing. And if anyone listened to this episode last year, uh, they won't be surprised by this pick. So with my bonus round pick, I really want to go with uh, a team where I'm positive that I'm going to accumulate my points. Uh, this is a team that I am nearly 100% sure they're going to win their league, and I'm nearly 100% sure that they're going to be in the regional just because they basically always have. They've dominated their area geographically, and I'm just positive that I'm going to rack up points here. So for the second year in a row, I'm going to take Detroit Western International. Yeah, that's a good pick. You are right on. That's a, yeah, That's a really good pick. They've only, I believe they've won their league now, I want to say 13 years in a row, and I think they only lost one game during that span, and it was the the year that Detroit Edison played in the Detroit PSL, which I think was only a one-year one year deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if I can take a, a pick for that's going to be double points in the bonus round, that is definitely going to win their league, and they're going to win the one of those Detroit districts for sure, I'll, uh, I'll take my chances with that. Uh, so moving on to mine, this is my wild card pick. This is the last pick of the draft. Um, I don't have a D4 pick. I want one. I need to like, you know, put a iron in the fire there as far as maybe getting a state championship out of it. And I, so for those reasons, I'm going to go with Beale City as my wild card pick. They were the number one team in D4 in the MHSBCA preseason bowl. Obviously, we spend a decent bit of time talking about things we agree with and disagree with in those polls. Um, but, you know, for the most part, they usually have the best teams towards the top in, in reality. So I, I'm going to go with Beale City here. I would expect them to rack up a whole bunch of wins, like you said. I think they have a chance at that D4 state championship along with, like we said, uh, Riverview GR and, and Maroon uh, Maroon Marine City Cardinal Mooney is is how you say that correctly. Um, yeah, yeah, I just <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. Like I'm, I'm gonna, City last year. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna chase some wins here, and, and we're gonna I close I wasn't it out. Bring that up, Brandon. <laughs> that's uh, it's a good good choice. I mean, I don't know how that, those rankings. I know I know you guys already talked about it. There were some pretty glaring omissions, obviously, in yeah. those rankings. I, I don't even think Riverview Gabriel Richard was anywhere in the Division Four one, which nope. which is. Obviously wrong. I know Gross Point North wasn't anywhere in the Division One, um, which is which is also wrong. And no Detroit Western anywhere. Right. So I, you know, I don't put a ton of stock in rankings, but yeah, if you're going to go with the Division Four team, they they obviously have a history of competing in that division too. So that's uh, certainly nothing wrong with uh, putting your eggs in that basket. Yeah. So to uh, to take us through a quick recap in the second annual Cold Weather Bets team draft. Um, I went first. I have Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, Grand Blank, 
Grand Rapids Christian, Buchanan, Portage Northern, and Beale City. Uh, Dan Jr. went second. He's got University Liggett, Cardinal Mooney, Detroit Edison, Lutheran North, Riverview Gabriel Richard, and Detroit Western International. Brandon went third. Uh, started with New Boston Huron, Brother Rice, Grand Ledge, Gross Point North, Richmond, and Woodhaven to close it out. Gentlemen, uh, omissions. Who, who was on your board that we uh, we didn't pick? Oh, geez. Uh, uh, Frankenmuth I was thinking about because of um, Titsworth. I mean, he's going to win them any game that they want, I think, uh, for the most part. I think Beale City. Do we do you want to take in Beale City? We, I just I literally just did. That's yeah. what I thought when I said it out loud. Um, yeah, I think Blissfield. I think Blissfield's the one that I'm like. That's the one that I, I think I might regret not taking because they're, they're always yeah. going to win a lot of games. But again, it's just the you have the same head coach for as long as you've had the same head coach. And now it's like, what was it, like 50 years or something? So I don't know. It's, that's a that's a risky pick. <laughs> so Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a couple teams up towards the thumb I was thinking about a little bit that I think have a chance are Algonac and uh, Almont. I think those have, those have a, a definite shot to make some noise and get some wins. Um, St. Clair also, same area. They're always real steady in St. Clair. Uh, they knocked off Gross Point North a couple times last year, which I think was a big surprise uh, to some, but, you know, they're just a real a real steady program. Did anyone take Shrine? No. I don't think so, right? No. I mean, nope. that's another, another D4 team that I think has a shot. Um, Lutheran Northwest, I think, also has a shot for a smaller school. Um, you know, Stevensville Lakeshore, I don't think we touched them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're going to be solid. State finalists last year. Yeah, you know. Right. So, I, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I already mentioned it, but it's hard not to like Dakota. You know, they've won the, the MAC Reds uh, last couple times, uh, went uh, down to the final game with Gross Point South last year and, and, and won it again. Uh, I think they they had some young, some young kids that were good on that team, too, and it's just a huge, huge school, just, you know, physical size enrollment wise um so i know they're going to be solid but there's several there this is tough i mean in 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 having a a good competitive season last year that helped us become more familiar with these teams and i think there's a lot of players out there that we really like uh not to mention the traverse cities of the world who have (laughs) you know klug and uh danella wicks are both back and danellowitz went in the the player draft and kind of we didn't even think about klug not going in the player draft but uh but yeah, um, you know those two guys are going to be difference makers for their schools. Um, shoot, Owl's got a good team this year, I think. Yeah, uh, Matt Matawant's got a good team. Carson Byers, uh, Luke yep. Beskins, those those two players are good. Another team I was really really thinking about um, in those final picks was Livonia Stevenson. I think they got a good team. Yep. Uh, Dominic Kropinski has been like in, impressive to say the least. He's he's one of the better catchers in the state. Uh, I would argue him as one of the ten five to 10 best catchers in the state this year. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that they're going to have some, some talent there and Stevenson always rolls out a good team. You big school, you're just bound to have better players. Just kind of, I mean, it's a simple science. So when uh, it's in the public school realm of things, uh, you St. Mary's folk wouldn't know much about that, but I mean, you look at the, the top division of the Catholic league. How do you, how do you not even you're in a situation where you don't even mention DC because of some of those teams that are at the top, but DC is a really good team. Right. Very talented. Yep. A lot of talent there, but it's like, you know, do you really want to draft them when, you know, they might even end up under, under 500 in the league possibly. So is, is that, 
team that you're going to draft, it doesn't mean that they're not any good. It's just a really tough, that's an awfully tough league. We always come back to this lately, um, or we had been coming back to this lately, I should say. And we were talk- I was talking to a coach yesterday, uh, actually Coach Zalka from Trenton. I was talking to him yesterday, and we were just talking about how th- this isn't like this isn't going to end. Like Michigan baseball is so deep, and we talked about it in the player draft, Brian, with Ryan McKay, and we we named off 15, 25 players. And uh, Dan, I know at the time of this recording, you haven't heard the player draft yet, but let me name off some players who weren't drafted for you. All right, so we already named Josh Klug, Louisville commit. He wasn't taken, as far as I know. Uh, and then you have you know Drew Hill, eleven homers. Uh, you have Kyle Remington, who's flying off the charts as it is and has been Minnesota commit, right? And the list goes on with guys who weren't taken, and and then we think about these teams and all these teams we're naming off it's the same thing it's like look how how good our state is like how many teams we can go yep. deep in and say that these teams are going to compete look at d2 d2 here's one for you four stills eastern i mean we had jonah st antoine on the show four stills eastern had a, really made a name for themselves last year it looks like they got a lot coming back this year uh so that's another team so it's just uh you know th- this isn't going to end anytime soon was my point like you look at right. those and brian would know this better than i would maybe not i uh, maybe i'm just overshooting with this one but like the 25 and 26 classes like we're already seeing guys that are going to be good in that class. You already mentioned Blake Illich, right? So it's like th- this isn't going to end. Like these Michigan baseball is good, and we've really the, – the classes that have graduated in the past three to four years have really built and started this foundation, and you know now we have like a lot of consistency, and um, this is going to keep happening, and it's awesome. That's why, we're, that's why we're doing the show. That's what gives us the opportunity to do this draft. We can have these conversations because of how, how much talent is in the state, and it's crazy to think about that it's, it's not going to end. This isn't a flash in the pan. Like This is going to keep going and keep going and keep going. I think, uh, you know, teams like some of the teams that we talked about, you know, you know we talked about probably a dozen teams today that if, if we were talking about this 20-something years ago, each one of them would be a complete anomaly. I mean, I remember back in 99, uh, Catholic Central had, I think, five D1 players on their team, and it was it was just talked about all offseason, just how ridiculous it was that they had five D1 players on this Catholic Central team, and they I think they went on to win the state championship, and they were really good, but that was... That was a huge anomaly at that time, and now it seems like we're seeing that type of thing all the time. I mean, just the just the class of twenty three this year. I mean, un- unbelievable. I mean, how many? I, Zach, you would know better than me. I mean, how many guys in the class of twenty three are going to be power five? There's got to be a bunch. Yeah, I mean, there's already something like close to thirty D one commits in in twenty three, and like twenty of them, twenty of them are power five. And we're not talking about some of the uncommitted guys that are going to be like we we talk about here on earlier, here on earlier, Luke Cole there, like that's going to be a power five guy. Yeah, you know, it, it's unreal. It's unreal. I mean, think about we just talked about Jonas St. Antoine. I didn't know who Jonas St. Antoine plus his heart. I didn't know who Jonas St. Antoine was last year. And now he's committed to Pitt, like unquestionably. Like there's no there's they we're not looking at each other like, oh, he's committed to Pitt. Hmm, that's interesting. Like, no, like it's like when he committed to Pitt, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like he's a left-handed yeah. hitting, you know, fast through the zone, uh, good infielder, probably gonna stick in that middle. You know, it's like you got kids like that hiding at Forest Hills Eastern, right? Like that, like Jonas St. Antoine doesn't go to one of these big name brand schools, but he he is a power five commit. Uh, and, you know, the list goes on. I mean, look at Edison. Holy, I mean, look at Edison, man. Like Werner Blakely, um, you know, and now you got all these other guys coming in that are that are there. And Greg Pace, who's going to be one of the better players out of there in a long time. Caleb Sanders, who we saw, how good he was last year, Dan, in our game especially. Um, it's just all over. Just all over. Uh, Western, you know, Western's got good players. I mean, how about just in general? I, I feel like I've been waiting my whole life to say this, but it's like 
the players just coming out of the city of Detroit and mm-hmm. just mi- minority ball players in general, whether it's African American or Hispanic, it's we've we've been waiting for this. I mean, it's it's got to be the best talent that it's been of our lifetime is is now as far as kids coming out of the inner city that can really play ball. And I, I remember when I started in the Tigers organization in like 2003 or four they were dying to pump money into into the PAL program and, and just dying to try to get kids in the city to play baseball, and they just weren't doing it. And now there's just so many good players coming out of that area and so many great, great African-American players and Hispanic players. It's just, it's really propping up the whole state, I would, I would have to think. And no doubt about that. 100%. It's 100%. Everybody is eating right now. And I said, I think we've said this before, Brian, on like a past episode, um, but I had the conversation yesterday with Coach Zalk and I, and I said it, I was this just feels, and it continues to feel, we said this a year ago, that it feels like the golden era of uh, like Michigan baseball. This is really, this is the, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say the peak because I hope it's not. I hope we keep, this keeps growing and keeps getting better. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, 10 years from now we look back and we were like, yeah, 20 20 like 2019 to like 2025 was just an elite uh group of years of baseball i i hope it continues i hope that michigan solidifies itself as one of the 10 best states in baseball but i don't think it would be i mean brian what do you think you've seen players from all over we haven't is michigan in your opinion one of the 10 best states right now yeah yeah i mean it really is it's like and we talked about this on the show before like you're not michigan is not going to compete head-to-head to florida georgia uh, Texas and California and probably not Arizona too, but like I, that's the built in geographical advantage there. So the argument really has to be Michigan versus anything North of the Mason Dixon line. And Michigan is kicking anything North of the Mason Dixon lines ass right now. And like for years, it used to be Ohio was kind of that way, both in football and in baseball where, you know, really, really deep Northern school, Northern talent base in a particular sport where you're finding D1 players as the the 30th and 40th best kid in the state is still a D1 player. And like, that's the case now for baseball in Michigan, especially in 23. And it looks like it'll, you know, 2022 has been really good and 21 was good and four and five both look good too. So like, you can't make the argument of, well, is Michigan better than Florida? Well, like, no, and it literally won't be, you know, but is Michigan better than Ohio, Indiana, Wisconsin, Minnesota, like combined? It kind of seems that way at this point, but at least uh, state to state, it definitely is. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's fun as hell. Like it, guys in our in our like what we do, coaches and like scouting and whatever, being involved in the game and being Michiganders, like it's super, super exciting. And now it's like what we've been yelling about for two or three years is kind of like everybody's catching on to it. And so that's really fun too. Do you feel, Zach, do you feel as if Michigan maybe could have been this way 20 years ago, but it was, you know, absent the internet, absent the proliferation of showcases and things of that nature. And we just didn't get the chance because of our geography. Is, Is that, is that possible? Yeah, I think it's been more specifically the, um, the proliferation of player dev, uh, the ability to really get guys better inside in the winter, like then we've, then we were ever able to. And part of that's tech part of that's, you know, continuing education, part of that social media. Cause now information is more accessible than it's ever been. But, you know, I think it's really like 
all right, all of a sudden, instead of this dude has baseball talent, but he just spent six months playing football and basketball, let's see what we got. It's like, all right, well, you know, this dude throws 94, and I can tell you why and how and show you how he's developed doing it over the past three years. And I don't, you know, like inside and like in the player dev programs, and there's any number of them around who do a good job. But uh, yeah, I think it's really like we're just, we've gotten really good at making players better is kind of where we're seeing that in my opinion. Is it, uh, is there something about the state of Michigan that makes us better at that process than Illinois or Ohio or Pennsylvania right now? Or is it just kind of an anomaly? Um, I think there's a little more specialization up here. Uh, it seems to me that you see a lot more guys who are strictly baseball or are cutting to two sports more quickly rather than three. Um, and you're seeing the, sort of the the baseball gains that in years past you'd see in college you're seeing them in high school so we're getting that uh you know as opposed to the kid who was a really good three-sport athlete who winds up blowing up at central michigan you know or whatever like well now that kid's blowing up now because he's playing baseball and developing baseball and i think you see still a little bit more of the multi-sport athlete in those other states but uh yeah like i don't think it's like anything specific to like michigan blood dna or whatever just yeah i I think it's just kids are choosing to play baseball specifically more at an early age to choosing to specialize and then uh, as as a result of those developmental systems you're seeing the the pop a little earlier than we normally would this is sort of a probably a little bit of my bias speaking just because i was i was involved during this time but i think the when we were growing up, or at least somebody my age was, you know, was growing up in this area, the Tigers were largely terrible. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it was hockey town and the Red Wings were like the best thing since sliced bread. And, um, you know, it's, the Tigers were definitely an afterthought. And then we had that, that Tigers heyday of 2006 to like 2014, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of these kids were growing up, the Tigers were the best thing since Bread. and they were going down to Comerica Park 10 times a year and just developing that that love for the game and I do think that that does something for a metro area when when their big league team is is really popular and it's a destination it, it helps foster that love of the game and I think that kind of thing can make a difference too no doubt about that man I'm with you and I think the last point I'll make as we close this thing out and maybe not a point I guess another Brian confirmation sorry Brian you're kind of like the rest of the uh the resident outside of Michigan expert, but is it wrong to think that a lot of, and I've heard this, so I don't know how true it is or not, but a lot of scouts and a lot of just front offices are more prone to taking Northern arms because they're more rested than the Southern ones. And those typically have more longevity when it comes to arm health and just career wise in general. Yeah. I mean, that's been a sort of a like, um, I don't know what the correct word is, but like that's sort of been a thing in baseball for a long Maybe time. Like a nuance, like with a nuance draft thing? draft cold weather arms, you know, like that's kind of been the because they're less there's less mileage on them or whatever. So like I, I do think that there's an element of that, but I think it's like you're kind of seeing now that arm care is taking such a like a priority role in player development in travel baseball, uh, at least in the higher level travel baseball organizations such as perfect game uh you're seeing arm care matter um i i have nothing but bad things to say about those tournaments where they let you throw 140 pitches at nine in december or whatever uh but anyways 
that's so so i think like regardless of location like inside outside south north whatever it's like arm care is important now it's not all right well it's hot from february to november in texas so that's when i pitch and it's only hot in michigan from june to august so that's when i pitch and like it's not that it's like all right well whether you're Prehab, post-have, like ramping up, ramping down, like not in season, whatever, regardless of where you are, there's becoming like better ways to take care of your arm. So I, so I think like the, the geographical difference is like minimal in that sense, since we're really kind of all, all doing the same shit. It's just some of us are inside more than others. Yeah, I feel like that's something that we're going to have to really watch going forward in Michigan, whereas maybe we didn't before because we're doing so many things indoors and we're going to all these showcases and everything, you know, I mean, Brandon mentioned, this isn't an arm issue, but, um, he mentioned, uh, the catcher from North Babcock, how, you know, he goes to one of these showcase things in January or February and he runs his 60 and he, uh, I think he blew out a hammy or something like that. And, you know, it's just one of those things where we would never be running a 60 in February before. It's just kind of a, a new thing now and you know taking care of your body taking care of your arm and being ready to do these things at, at full speed it's, it's something in the north now that i think we have to watch maybe a little more than we used to no doubt about that man i'm with you 100 percent just like it's with anything like we got to be cautious got to uh players come first there would not be a game without players like so take care of the players that should always be the perspective is is my final say on it but um, yeah. Was that aimed at uh, Was that aimed at Rob Manfred? Or it was aimed at literally anybody at any level who thinks that the game is about something other than the players. Like it is not about you, Rob. It's not about you, coach at whatever school. It's not about you, big league GM. It's not about you, fans. It's not. It's not about us. It's about the guys who play it. That's so. That's kind of all I have on it. <laughs> yep. Well, with, with all that being said, I think we uh, have rolled out. The second annual team drafts uh, better than the first draft, I guess. Maybe yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more of a sure thing this time for some of us with some of our picks. And I think Dan made a good point mentioning that we're coming off a season where baseball was actually played, and that makes things a little bit easier. And you know who, uh, you know who the freshmen are. We didn't know who the freshmen were last year. They were, you know, they were. We, we had never seen them play. We didn't know who the sophomores were. We had never seen them play. And the sophomores were arguably uh, the best and most impactful class uh, of all. So. With all that being said, I think that about wraps us up. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can get us on Twitter and on Instagram at Cold Weather Bats. Uh, Dan, they can follow you on Twitter at what's your at name if you even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dan Greasebomb Jr. It, it doesn't get easier than that. It doesn't get easier than that. As long as, uh, as, long as you know how to spell it. <laughs> you can follow me at coach underscore B justice and Brian. I don't know if you've changed your name, but if I'm almost positive, it's still B Sikowski underscore PG or is it B underscore yeah, it's Sikowski? Close. It's close enough. Just look up Sikowski. I'm like the one. He's the first one. He's like it's like fine. Most, yeah. He's literally the most famous Sikowski. So, gonna, all right, well, he's going to have the check mark, check mark no. pretty soon, right? Yeah. I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing Brian can say that we can't is he's the most popular of his last name because there's a grease bomb that's more important than the junior, and there's certainly David Justice is out there somewhere still existing. So, <laughs> right. so with all that being said, thank you guys for tuning in for another week of Cold Weather Bats. We will see you next week, and I believe by the time we talk to you next time, uh, tryouts will have been done and completed, and we will uh, be talking to you about what to expect during the season and dropping our first preseason 
Super 25 of the year. So get ready for that. And we will see you guys next week. Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. And we will talk to you guys uh, pretty soon. Thank you guys for having me again. 